Welcome everybody to podcast number two of Finding Arizona. Today on the podcast will be Cassandra Stouter. She's a trainer, motivational speaker, and just all-around lovely person. She had a lot of amazing stories, a lot of in-depth tales about her past and about what she's doing now. Uh, just a little heads up, if you hear some editing issues, we do have a lot of people working in branded. So there's a lot of people coming in and out. And so we did the best we could with editing. I hope that there's not too much complication. But again, as we grow, we hope to get better, stronger, and just make a lot more content for you guys. Uh, Today's podcast is sponsored by my own company, which is War Cry Warrior. If you go to warcrywarrior.com and use the code podcast when you check out, you'll get a 20% discount. We hope that you guys enjoy the products. We are putting out more and more and hopefully getting some summer, summer stuff going out, new designs, always trying to keep up with you guys. Uh, let us know what you're looking forward to. Uh, we actually would like people to comment and let us know who they would want to see or want to hear on the podcast. We want to try and get as much people as we can in. We have a lot of people, other businesses that are interested in being on the podcast. We're going to try and get as many people as we can. Uh, coming up, some events. Phoenix Flea, March 7th. That's a Saturday. That's Hopefully this will go up tomorrow, which is Thursday. Uh, March 5th and uh, just like a two-day heads up just go out support your local Arizona businesses I'll be out there come say hi I'll be wearing my War Cry Warrior shirt um, first Friday which is March 6th is going on too and I encourage everyone to go out this is basically a back-to-back -back cornucopia of just local Arizona businesses and just support just really go out and shop local I know a lot of these guys. Um, one of my favorites is Wear Your Roots. I hang out with Aaron all the time. And then Knee Deep Denim, uh, Junkie Threads, just everyone. Just go out and support local Arizona businesses. And uh, now let's get to the show. I hope you guys enjoy it. Again, comment on, on us, tweet us, let us know what you want to hear. And here we go. everyone welcome we are here with cassandra or as i like to call her fitcast hi guys <laughs> i met you i think through fit like, not through instagram first and we you know i followed you and i was like this girl is amazing like she's fun but at the same time you you seem like you're really down to earth and so why i brought you here is because you know, my clothing brand is a fitness brand. You're a fitness, you know, person. And just from the stories I've seen, the way that your Instagram is set up is just really, it's really interesting the way you go about it. So you're native. So why, why don't you let you tell your own story, like kind of introduce yourself, what, you know, what you do, you know, where, the, you know, people can find you, um, kind of like how you got started and everything. So. Okay. Well, um, my name is Cassandra Stoward. My tribes are actually Navajo and Seminole, and I'm Navajo mm -hmm. on my mother's side, mm -hmm. and Seminole from Oklahoma on my father's side. Um, I'm 30 years old, I'm a mother first, and 
I just, I really enjoy um, being a mom. Mm -hmm. And I think that that idea sometimes gets thrown around a lot. Um, but I really, I really appreciate what that brings out in myself mm -hmm. because um, it's a test <clears throat> and it's, it's a way for me to become better. And now, how many, like, you You have two two kids, and yes. and just to, like, let everyone know, they're, they're around, like, teenagers, like, you know, preteen, like, they're, get, they're, they're, they're transitioning from an area of, you know, being, like, being with, like, wanting to be with you all the time to, yeah. like, wanting to do their own yeah. thing. I'm not a new mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not changing diapers. No. Uh, yeah, my daughter, Layla, is my oldest, and she's going to be 13 in a couple weeks and then my son Sean he's uh, nine and um, yeah they they keep me honest and they mm -hmm. keep me uh, they keep my world in perspective mm -hmm. and so I just I really appreciate that and I respect my children and, and um, the path and, and the direction that they're going mm -hmm. um, so you know, whatever it is that they want to do or they're interested in, I definitely get engulfed in that, whether it's singing or art or athletics. It's not all physical activity in my in my home. It's it's just um, whatever, whoever's interested in whatever, you know. It, it's more about spending time and investing time in each other ourselves, and um, that's what I condone and, <laughs> and work on. And that's what I believe in. So, so that's that's a part of who I am, and um, that stems from my own mother. She was a teacher, and um, she was always a single mom. And I have two sisters. My oldest sister, her name is Cynthia. Um, she had an accident when she was about seven months old, mm -hmm. and she actually has cerebral palsy, so she's forever oh, wow. in a wheelchair. And she's blind. She cannot speak. She cannot walk. Um, and just regular daily routine things that we all can do on a regular basis. She she'll never be able to experience that. Mm -hmm. So as far as looking at educators and, and people that are teachers or trainers. Um, things of that nature. I look at my mom as being the master trainer, <laughs> being the master <laughs> educator, because she taught us more about um, human nature mm -hmm. and just mankind. I know that sounds cheesy, but she really taught us how to be compassionate for people with differences and people that um, are pegged as a problem mm -hmm. or um, people that have limitations through my sister. And so we were taught from a very young age to um, not only be selfless, but to encourage others that have issues like that. That's a good mom. That's yeah. that's so that's pretty. Like I gotta admit, like with with moms, like it, like my mom is the same way. She, uh, my brother is, uh, he was, I don't even know, diagnosed with uh, a heart issue. And he gets blood clots and, and things like that. Um, so he's he's got to this, and it's kind of why we started 
this was because he wanted an outlet to kind of encourage people and give them hope that you can do anything that you put your mind to. And so my mom is a big advocate and big sympathizer and caretaker. And she just wants a lot from like, she wants me to, you know, really, she, she encourages us to do a lot of what we do in the business because she sees it as a way for us to kind of really help people. And so she's always like backing us and, you'll see in every post that we have in our facebook and she yeah she's, she's like, that's yeah that's my boy she'll she's the first one to like it she's the first one to comment and so she's awesome. she's always backing us so i mean um so how did the fitness at, like part of your life come into so that's that's what i was gonna say and um i think that she just really instilled that um and i just I think I interpreted that into a passion through her teachings through my sister. And just, um, I've always wanted to try harder at everything in tribute to my sister because she couldn't. So I've always, just as a kid, I, I, I mean, you told me to sit still or to be quiet or anything like that. I would do the opposite. Because I just wanted, I almost, and I know now, I didn't know then, I know now that I was that way because I wanted to I wanted to do it for her. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to, you know, scream louder and run faster. Exactly. And, and play with the boys too, just as hard and rough. Yeah. And and, um, and do my best and, and mess up and then try again. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just rough and tumble and, and yeah. I think I think because of my respect for my sister, just as a young child and I think kids are are cool that way they just see good for good and um so that's i think that's where it spurred um i was always active and, and, and involved in running and um, different athletics growing up and um so i think about high school i really got interested in long distance running and track and field and things like that it's funny how natives are like <laughs> yeah because growing up you know growing up in the city it's the first part of my life it just wasn't anything like coincidence like it was just like the furthest thing because I grew up closer to my dad's side of the family which was big on basketball and big on like kind of the the normal football basketball that sort of deal and then when I moved back to the res it was you know track cross country like a lot of a lot of long distance stuff and I got really into it and um that for that aspect of it was because it was a really traditional piece of our culture and and so my brother after I, I started getting really into he kind of followed the same suit which is like I'm gonna do what my brother does and I'm gonna follow and, and like you know and it's a funny story he, track my coach knew how much I didn't want at all to like be with my brother because it would it would <laughs> it would push me over the edge because I could be on the same team. I just couldn't race against him or like, cause he knows how to push my buttons and he knows yeah. how to like, and my, my coach was like, you know what? You've been running slow lately. You've been not keeping up with your times. Yeah. Gonna put him in the same heat as you. You're gonna have to race against your brother. And it's funny cause you know, he's like, oh, I'm gonna beat you, I'm gonna beat you. I was like, don't watch, what? And I, this is the fastest time I ever had really in the awesome. 200 meter dash. It was just, pushed on the gas and I was gone and he was like what happened he was, I was like come on man you 
gotta keep up. <laughs> So you guys work together now? Yeah, now, yeah, yeah now we, now, now we, yeah, now we have to work together and do all the. But I mean, it's for me, for all, for all of the, 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 you know, kind of brotherly love that we have. It, it comes down to the fact that, you know, we're brothers. We love each other. We have similar styles, similar interests, and understanding. And at the end of the day, uh, no matter how many differences we do have, we're brothers. We're family. We're blood. Uh, we love each other very much and, you know, we'll, we'll set anything aside no matter what, just to make sure that at the end of the day, we still have that same love and passion for what we do. Right. So, yeah. Well, um, I can relate. I can definitely relate. Um, I, I'd like to share a story too. Yeah. Actually a couple. Absolutely. That tie into, um, what I do now as a mom and as a trainer, as a leader. Um, I think it all starts from, and for anyone, it doesn't matter what direction or what career you have or what path you're on, I think that everybody in general um, experiences a moment mm-hmm. in their life. Yeah. And for me, it's a, it's a genesis moment. And sometimes very built with fear or, or pain like that and and I think people in general just are equipped to overcome and you know some of us stay off course for a little bit but then you know at some point we're able to overcome and get right back on track so I wanted to share my moment and and what brought me here um, with you during this interview (laughs) 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 and and I think it all it all relates and um, it's all part of the plan Absolutely. Um, when I was seven years old, um, my parents were divorced, and we lived in a small trailer in Winslow, Arizona. And my mother was heavily into alcohol and drugs, and um, she's a single mom, my, three, my two sisters and I. What I remember at that time, I was in first grade, and I remember there was always the smell of alcohol mm. in the small trailer. And there was always parties, and there was always um, you know, bad things going on. Yeah. And I think that a lot of our native kids are still surviving environments like that. And for myself and my middle sister, Catherine, we we became mom and dad for our older sister, who has cerebral palsy, because our mom was addicted. And so that's the world my mom lived in, and the world my sister and I lived in as caretakers. So we, um, at that young age, we learned to take care of our sister. I remember daily routines of, you know, going into the bedroom with my sister and rolling our older sister out of bed and getting her clothed and changed and ready for the day. And I remember hating school. I hated it. I, um, I hated the fact that every day after school, the bell would ring and all the other kids got to go play. We got to be kids. Whereas in my mind, I knew as soon as I got home, I had 
mm-hmm. to take care of someone. Yeah. <clears throat> Not only that, I was surrounded by filth. I was surrounded by people that were just, that had given up. And <laughs> I had developed a, a learning disability. I was dyslexic and just had no interest in, in learning in school. I, uh, I remember teaching myself how to administer medication to my sister because she had seizures. And I remember learning the time of day just by the feeling when the sun would come up that she needed the purple colored bottle mm-hmm. around that time. And then by the time lunch came and I was hungry, it was an orange bottle. Yeah. And then by the time it was dinner time, it was a much larger bottle and a small bottle just by the time of day. So wow. I taught myself how to feel that. Just by watching other people do it, I would pick up on that and memorize it and know that that was a necessity for her to be well. Um, so this one day, um, it was our normal routine. We got her up and dressed and ready to go, and the bus would come for her. We'd wheel her out in the wheelchair and get her going. And we always had an excuse, you know, mom's running late, you know, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And we learned how to cover. Yeah send her off to school and it was just a normal day like that and I remember bending over to get my backpack and I was mad. I was pissed. I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> I hated it. So I'm walking to school, <clears throat> get to school and uh, normally I would just go towards the back of the classroom like most natives, you know, they cross yeah. their arms, they sit back, you know, don't look at me, yeah. don't, don't call don't me. Don't call me, don't. Yeah. Yeah, then just. That was me. <laughs> at seven years old. So I go to the back and I sit there and I just want the day to end. Mm. And the teacher's rambling on about grammar, punctuation, mm. um, spelling, things like that. And she asked a question. <laughs> she asked a question, and, and I was kind of shocked, or I was confused why nobody raised their hand and nobody knew the answer. But for me, in that split second, I knew the answer. Mm-hmm. And I looked around again and I thought, okay, nobody's answering, you know, this is weird, but I knew it. And I felt a sense of urgency to answer and I got excited. Mm-hmm. And, and I knew the answer and I wanted to share. So I jumped up and I raised my hand and <laughs> oh, I was nice. like hopping up and up and down. I know, I know, I call on me, call on me. And so she was kind of in shock that I, I was participating. Oh, wow. So she said, okay, um, Go ahead, Cassandra. Uh, go ahead and let us know what is a period. And I said, okay, it's my moment. <laughs> and I said, I know this. My mom gets one every month. Oh. <laughs> Dead silence. have that moment where you completely believe in yourself mm-hmm. and then in an instant everything crashes mm-hmm. yeah like the confidence like the, the floor is let out from underneath yeah. you like trap door absolutely yeah and from silence it turned into laughter it, 
lonely and it felt just with a switch. Yeah. All that excitement into pain. Um, my teacher um, went to the phone and picked up the phone and called a teacher's agent. And she said, We need you down here now because I guess I just want disruption to the class. I wanted to cry, but I didn't. And the boy next to me explained to the class, see, I told you she was dumb. And do you think I ever raise my hand in class again? Probably not. <laughs> I would I would probably be done for I'm done. No more for me. <laughs> There's no telling, but I had allowed all of my classmates, the teacher, the teachers, aide, everyone in that moment with me. Mm. I allowed them to convince me that I was that I was dumb, that I, I, I would never contribute something great, that, that I would always be less. Mm. However, had they known what I was experiencing at home. And who I was already at seven years old, that, that I was somebody that was surviving, mm. that I was somebody who was more than competent and more than capable to not only take care of myself, but someone else. That's, I mean, <clears throat> that's, that's, it's quite one of those moments where, you know, as a, as an outsider, just kind of like looking into what that situation is and I, it's like as a kid you don't realize the the people that you affect like yo I look back at a lot of the stuff that I've done you know middle school high school I'm just like man what like if I would have gone this other route like you know and been nicer or like said something else like that would have turn that person or it probably would have like I probably would have still been friends with them or like you know something you know completely 180 and it's just like in the moment of something happening and you don't realize you know the whole situation the whole scenario and you're just like you say something off the hand or off the bat and you're just like you don't realize the kind of thing that you have affected the ripple effect that you've caused I'm sorry I just to me that's like you know, as, you know, the, the, the comment with the kid that's, like, sitting right next to you, like, yeah. 
he doesn't know you. He doesn't even like. He's probably never met you and you know never talked to you for like more than five I wish seconds. I had the outcome story for that kid. Like, yeah. I wish I could share with you. And now he's working now at he's Subway. <laughs> I just bought my sandwich from him two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm sorry. I could make something up. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Just made it. Made him make my sandwich. <laughs> Six inch, you know, wheat bread. <laughs> that's really, that's really how it goes. And um, you know, I, we continued, you know, to, to take care of our sister and to just survive. That's what it was. We were poor. And how? I mean, how old is she now? Like, is she? She's thirty four. So she, she's yeah. well into, she's you know, fine. being older and she's doing That's fine great. and everything. That's great. So, um, yeah, and it, it, again, you know, the bell rang that day and it was like, great. You know, everybody's going home to go play or mm-hmm. they, they've got things to do and their families play games and whatever. And, you know, it was just, here we go, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so my mother then paid the price for the lifestyle she was she was living during that time and uh, she actually ended up in jail and my grandparents took custody of us and we were raised on the Navajo reservation very desolate very rural um, there are no paved roads um, no street signs um, and the house that my grandparents lived in there was no running water um, and it was awesome because now I had two adults that were paying attention to me. That's <laughs> wow. That took the pressure of taking care of my sister off my shoulders and my sisters. Um, my grandfather, um, Jimmy, he was a very traditional man, and so was my grandmother. My grandmother was a rug weaver. Cowboy. He was a stick it to you, black and white. Um, Very straight to the point, yeah. No running around the bush, no, like, none exactly. of that. Just. And he got up religiously at 3 30 every morning. <laughs> Ooh, gotta love those guys. Exactly. And he made fried bread dough every morning for my What? Yes. He made it? Like. <laughs> Like, no, I yeah. don't. Like, and no, 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 no. Her, yeah. her bread's bad. No. No. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, and he had the science to it. And he'd like, really? He'd like a wet cloth, uh, the bluebird flower bag. <laughs> 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 he'd like wet it a little bit, and the moisture from that, he'd like set it by the window. And so the heat from the sun would nice. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this man. Scientific. Yeah, method. there's a scientific approach to fry bread, everyone, exactly. and he's got it down. Yeah, I won't give any more. Yeah, because I mean, I'm gonna have to stop the recording and like edit over this. I'll tell him, to, don't let him know that we recorded any bit. I'll edit it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep that top secret. Yeah. <laughs> that fried bread secret ingredient. Yeah. And it was awesome because we were convinced at that age that it was his belly. He had this great big giant oh, belly, yeah. jelly belly, and he would just get in there. You could hear him just working that dough. No. <laughs> It's the it's the the perpetual motion of the belly that that grinds the flour into its paste, and then you know you make the bread. <laughs> um, but yeah, he would get up every morning, and um, 
Because, like, to me, that is, and this says a lot, to me, those kind of guys are the guys that, like, not not religiously smoke, but, like, they have a cigarette with their black coffee and, yes. like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they have all the answers. <laughs> yes. Those are the guys that, like, rock back and forth in the back, the, the, the rocking chair, and just, like, kind of molder over and look out into the distance. Exactly. And <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very, very loud and very, very, uh, they are words that to you, you take with you f- to your grave for exactly. like lifetime. Like, yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. him. And uh, so he, he brought me up um, from about age four mm-hmm. on. We would spend the summers and the weekends there. But during the age of seven and eight, Yeah. So he would insist that I get up with him every morning. Oh, so he waking my, you up at three. Not th- my other two sisters. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So maybe it was a, a my spirit or something he felt. It was mm-hmm. a connection. Yeah. Um, and we were extremely close, but we had that connection, I guess, wow. an understanding. And so he would rip me out of bed, bushy hair, like sometimes no <laughs> shoes, and he would take me out yeah. front of the house just dark pitch black like dark and he would pray for me oh. and he would tuck me close to his side and under yeah. his armpit and, and he spoke in my native language in Alpo, and he would just pray and pray I didn't understand every single word but I picked up on a few words you know, my granddaughter yeah. hope love faith um, things like that little words here and there and mm-hmm. I was just so in love with this old wrinkly man that was taking the time to be with me and to say things like that at a time where nobody's up. Like that's, yeah, that's a really like, crazy hour. That's of yeah, the day. like like three thirty in the morning is like everyone that like that, that's REM sleep. <laughs> that's normal. REM yeah. sleep. You're like, hey, you probably want to get up right now. We're we're gonna get up and. You're going to come with me to this dark place and we're going to go outside. <laughs> but, but I don't have yeah. any shoes on. No, you don't need shoes. Yeah. Just go outside. Yeah. <laughs> and he definitely had a purpose. And, and you said just a second ago, you know, someone like that, a man, a few words will say something and impact you. Yeah, yeah exactly. That it's impactful <clears throat> because not only was he teaching me our traditions and, and our culture, but he was... He was preparing me for something great, which I'm living now. Um, he would set me up with a prayer, and then he would encourage me, coach me, to start running towards the sun. Yeah. And as soon as he was done, he'd have a feather right there, and he'd bless me and wave it in my body and my face, and he said, okay, I'm good now. And I want you to run towards the sun. Sun starts to peak up. I want you to stop. When you stop, I want you to yell four times. Just yell as loud as you can. 
and anything you're feeling, just, just let it go. And then when you're done, I want you to pray for yourself. It can be one word, it can be a whole long prayer in your mind, just say it. And so then you turn around and you come back. You do this to set yourself up for the day. And when you come back and you give that out to the universe and you give that out to the holy people and, and your prayers and all of that goodness, when you turn around, you're going to feel the warmth and the heat from the sun. And all of your prayers will rest behind you and carry you back home. And that's going to set you up not only for today, but for the future. Mm -hmm. You're going to do this as long as you live. Yeah. Set a purpose for yourself, you're going to say it out loud, you're going to shout it as loud as you can, and it will carry you, and it will strengthen you, and it will be true testament to the whole life span. And that's how you're going to live, and that's how you're going to die. And that's how I was brought up, that's where I come from, mm -hmm. and that's instilled in my heart forever. That's something I share with my children now. And it's something that has taught me truly and efficiently how to be a fitness trainer and just a good human being in general. Yeah. Because I have a greater connection to, to myself, my goals, and my desires for the future. And that it's all surrounded around not only physical activity, but a spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. There's people all over the world right now that are searching for that, that, that will pay endless amounts of money for that connection. Mm -hmm. and, and it can be found anywhere. I mean, people go to Sedona Red Rock, and, yeah. and they go to the Vortex, and they, they yeah. go to, to museums and international places to look and search for these things when really, we have it. We yeah. have it right now yeah. during this interview. Around this all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just who you are, those Genesis moments that you have overcome. It's that one voice inside of you that says, put up a fight, yeah. keep going, um, endure, yeah. be uncomfortable for a moment, <laughs> and keep going. Um, so, so that to me is is being a good educator, a good teacher, a good leader, a good role model. Mm -hmm. Is somebody who's aware of making mistakes, being embarrassed, yeah. being in pain, and overcoming <coughs> and, and keep moving forward to something at home or something beyond that school, your career, whatever that may be, just to, to keep moving forward. And there are moments when I'm training someone or a large group and, and it becomes physically painful or it becomes mentally yeah. enduring and, and and you think to yourself we all have those moments where it, you have that thought fearful thought maybe like I don't know if I can go <laughs> yeah she's really oh my killing God. me I, <laughs> no, I, I'll be honest I've been in, in, in um, because you know I like to, to take part in those group like kind of workouts and I've been in a couple that I'm just like, 
I look at everyone down like I'm usually the one down at the end because I just I kind of want to be like you know the one at the end of the line but like either it's I look, look to my left or I'm in the middle and look left and right and it's just like how, like how like I'm done like I'm <laughs> I'm done how are these people yeah. still like going and it's just Absolutely. like I, you know it, it's it says a lot about someone who's like you know who's huffing and puffing and it's yeah. just like you you can see it in their face they're not gonna stop they're not gonna they're not giving up they're gonna finish the workout Absolutely. and it's it says a lot about mental fortitude and yeah. just like tenacity it's just like the whole package of like you know someone who's willing to put in the work the effort you know be uncomfortable like you were saying and the challenge of like oh i'm gonna finish this and it's gonna they're gonna have to pull me off the right. yeah i think that's great i'm glad you brought up that experience up because um that's one of my passions is, is group fitness and yeah. i'm really in love in love with, with teaching um, not only one person but a large group and, mm -hmm. and that part of my career I've been doing for about eight years now and um, in that moment you know and I can see it I can sense it I can feel it you know okay yeah. now we've got 99 burpees you know yeah. 97 and everyone's like forget you lady like, yeah <laughs> and, and this is exactly what I'll say first of all I'll start class with a story yeah and it's usually something near and dear to my heart which I've just shared now mm -hmm. um, I share that with my class members I respect them that they take the time out of their day away from their families or their work schedule or whatever to be with me and to become better with me mm -hmm. um, so I approach my class that way and I'll share um, something that I've overcome or something like that and it, I use it as a way for them to pull inspiration from mm -hmm. during the workout so that when it does become arduous or very yeah. tenacious they can see through it in themselves to, to get through Yeah, and so very jokingly, I will say, okay, you think you're special, you're not. Yeah. You're not the only one who's in pain. I'm in pain right yeah. now, too, and we're going to do this. And I'm the one on the mic. <laughs> I'm the one making the calls here. I am the one, you know, saying 99 burpees. <laughs> I, 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 oh my God. And you do this, how, like, every week? Or? I do this every week. Um, when I first started out, um, I had a different mindset about fitness and personal training, group fitness training. I thought I thought it was about the drill sergeant, and that's what called to me. That was my style that I wanted mm -hmm. to become. I, I, I wasn't much into Pilates or stretching, anything like that. I wanted the hardcore get in there. Yeah. And again, stemming from my older sister, I just wanted to be the best at whatever and just give it 110%, scream louder, work harder, run faster. That whole mentality has always been in my heart and I believed in myself um, through feeling. And so that's how I got my certifications. Um, I had to go to, to different certifications. I couldn't just sit in front of a computer or a book and I still yeah. can't to this day. I have a really hard time you know, focusing in on that. To be with people and they need to see you, I need to know you're, you. You're the to, tangible learner, you yeah, have to do it once, the, yeah, 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 exactly. So that's how I learned and, and got my education, um, just cool. going out there, traveling, and, and attaining my certifications. Um, but the, the thought I had with personal training and group fitness training in the beginning was that drill sergeant, 
get down and give me 20 and I get a paycheck at the end of the week. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Anyone can do that. That seems super yeah, easy. I'm, like, awesome. I'm going to do I, it. I'm, I'm going to yell at people. Yeah, make people cry. If I don't make someone cry the first class, I failed. Uh, exactly. As a... So I had this ego and, and it was so wrong. So if you're thinking about fitness training or anything like that in your future, that, that's not the way to go. Just please, just don't do Everyone's just like, I don't want to go to Cassie's class. It's too hard. <laughs> She's so mean. <laughs> and that's what I started out with was boot camp. And it was group fitness and... Um, I'm going to do this since so I was working for a small local gym and they said, okay, we need you to come in and, and teach two nights a week and, and we'll see how it goes after a couple months. Well, the first couple classes, you know, we had about eight people coming, so it was a smaller group and, and then after a while it turned into six and then four and then three and then two regulars and then before you know it, none. none. Wow. And I remember, like, just critiquing everything, and everything was just so detailed, and, and every movement and every uh, format of exercise was going to be perfect. And I was so rigid and stressed out about it every time I come in that it just diminished with people, and that's all I needed mm -hmm. to teach. And I remember leaving the gym one night and just pulling over on the side of the road and just bawling my eyes out and just praying and saying, you know, just send me one, just mm -hmm. send me one person. Like, I want a career in this, I want to be successful, and I just send me one person. And it went on for about another two or three weeks, and actually the gym had closed down. Wow. And so I was sort of forced to go somewhere else. To go somewhere else, and I had no following, I had nobody. <sighs> to come with yeah. me. So I went to another gym and I had about a month <clears throat> window of time before I started at the new gym. And during that month, I finally realized that it's not about me as a trainer, as a person who's setting up a format, that people will come if they believe in you, that people will come mm -hmm. if they connect to you or see sort of themselves in you. Yeah and they will begin to trust you and follow you. Um, and FitCast was born. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to this gym and they had never had group fitness before. It was a very small gym. And so I said, aha. Moment. <laughs> I want to teach group fitness. Here's what I'm thinking. And they said, well, kickboxing is a really big thing right now. What do you think about that? And I'm shaking in my boots like, no way. <laughs> I was like, no way. You, you mean that Tybo stuff? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm like, I just want to set up the class and have them do it. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm more, I'm more of the, the, the let them do it and then I'll watch and count and it out. And I, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're there. Let them do all the hard stuff and sweat. Exactly. I'm just going to, I'll be over here. Yeah. I got the counter, guys. You guys keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what they wanted. So, of course, I needed the work and, and the people, and they had everything. So, mm -hmm. okay, kickboxing it is. But the first thing I remember doing and making time for was to greet every person that came in the door. Shake their hand, hello, how are you? My name is Cassandra, who are you? Mm -hmm. um, today's gonna be a great class, I promise you. 
because I come from this gym and it shut down and that really affected me. So my mission is to make the best of this moment for you and for myself as well. Yeah. And boom, from there, it was like, all right. Yeah. Like this chick, like, cool. <laughs> She's on the rebuild and so am I. <laughs> so instantly, I, I started to learn from people yeah. through that. Wow. And I had a better respect for people coming in. That's... Um, and it just... It just really opened up my eyes to people in general, and uh, again, bringing me back to the way I was brought up, uh, raising my sister, that, you know, you have to have a compassion for all people, it's not always about you. Yeah. No matter what it is, what situation. Now, now when you started the, the kickboxing, like... The, the group mentality for like this kind of class and this kind of like you, you did you start off with a big group or did you happen to have like a small group and then it got slowly bigger because from from what I seen in the pictures it looked like it was just like you know it started off small and then it just kind of like built like you know you know when the friend tells the other friend hey come right. with me to check, check this out like it's it's fun she's she's cool she seems down to earth and we can hang out with her and she'll she'll whip us into shape right yeah um just based on, on my page um Instagram page. Um, that's about. I've had that page for about a year. But, um, yeah, in the town I live in, there's our population in Payson is just about fifteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not really a big city. Um, but I've in that town. I've worked at all the fitness facilities there, mm-hmm. and there's about nine different facilities. Aside from that, I've worked at the community college. Um, gated communities, uh, golf courses, just any and every place you can imagine. I worked at the elementary schools, middle school and high school, whether it was motivational speaking, uh, fitness, PE, Mm -hmm. weights class, um, teaching, conditioning, kickboxing, cardio, and running. Um, I've coached. Name it and she's done it. (laughs) And I've coached... um, Girls running groups, um, girls on the run, coached um, softball, and just this past year, because it is a small town, um, and it tends to be more of the country cowboy hunter yeah. kind of population. The 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 bring bring home dinner yeah, kind of person. Exactly. Yeah, let me go get dinner. I'll I'll bring it home and hunt and it. Sometimes more of a close-minded <clears throat> way of living. Past year, the the town actually elected me and offered me a position as the club football coach. Really? Yeah. Really? (laughs) That's interesting. Well, and this is the first time in this city where that's ever happened. Yeah, I can I can imagine like the first like female football coach. That's that's pretty cool though. you know, again, <laughs> through my sister, you know, any opportunity that yeah. fills me with fear or doubt, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you gotta do it. You yeah. just, you gotta do it. I'm also under the mentality of like, I would love, like, I, let me know when your first game is because I need to see what you under the stress. <laughs> Wait, you, you threw a Cassandra in there. Yeah. I think you got it mixed up with someone and else. before you could even talk about it, she had sectioned off different groups to talk about their sections. So then 
um, there's different age groups, and so um, their idea to bring me in as a coach was to work with all the different age groups, mm-hmm. um, and to see to see which age group I would be the best at during the first two weeks of conditioning for football. Okay. So their ages third grade through high school, mm-hmm. and so there's all these little round tables and, and each round table has a group of men around just sitting around and they have their coaches manuals and they're talking about their plays and exactly what approach they're going to take mm-hmm. this year and so um, here I am just kind of observing and I sat at each table just kind of overlooking everything and it was like they almost ignored me every time I sat down <laughs> and wow. until I got to about the third and fourth grade age group and I sat there and this age group the prior prior two to three years they're just learning Mm -hmm. the game and they're learning how to use their body Mm -hmm. (laughs) and athletics so it's very much so almost like babysitting you know okay pick up the ball now put it down now no bend your knees you know and you really have to coach them through their body mechanics and everything um, and then third through fourth grade, it's like they're now using what they're learning and putting it into yeah. action. Yeah, kind of like yeah. I mean, kind of like you know, you're you're learning to walk, so you, you know, right. stand on your two legs, and then right. then then you move into like right. doing the the water walk. I like to call it. Right. <laughs> and then from fourth grade on, it's like they have a job. Mm-hmm. They go out on the field. They know the place, and they yeah. they know their job. So I was more interested in that third and fourth grade because they kind of still need the coaching, mm-hmm. but they also know that they have a job. And so to me, that just spoke to me as a coach because they're very impressionable. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it just made sense that they could either look at athletics as something that they were really bad at, so they're going to give up, or something that they <coughs> kind of have a grasp on and are really excited about it. Yeah. And so continue another job better um so that was the age group and that was the table I, I went to and I sat down and um and so we're just talking and they said okay what are your ideas and I said well I'd like to start assessing them in the beginning and I want to be able to show each boy how they improved at the end and they're like what are you talking about <laughs> and I said I want to keep I want to keep data on each boy, and and I don't care if if they're only progressing on catching or handling the ball, but I want to be able to record this throughout the whole season. And at the end of the season, I want to give each boy a record of what they accomplished, whether it's just a little note on there that said, "I had fun every day." I want to be able to to track everything throughout the season mm. and to have each boy show for it when they go home and look at their season through an actuality that I kept track of throughout yeah. the season and so they're like yeah. okay whatever that means you know yeah and and I just I had this passion to to not only affect each boy but but to um, to give them something that they could show for after yeah and so that was my method and, and so they said well you know we need to get them in shape first and that's usually like the core part of it mm-hmm. and so I said well 
oh, here's what I want to do. I want to do circuits, you know, I'm going to, you know, split them up. I want to work on agility and, and all these other things. And all of these stations and different areas of fitness we can track and keep track mm -hmm. of. We can create a profile per boy, and it will take a matter of seconds. I'm very organized. I have the pool. I'm fully equipped. Just trust me, and I want to do it for them. Yeah. You know, and, and I want them to be able to walk away and say, man, I can't believe I started out. I didn't know what the heck um, a ladder drill was. Now yeah. I can do that times running a mile and yeah. five minutes and then yeah. you know, doing all these other things um, as well as the game. You know, I'm prepared. Um, my coach kept a profile on me and here's what I improved on and I want to make it better mm -hmm. uh, become better. So I kind of shared that with him during that time. And <laughs> there's one gentleman that sells tires <laughs> in our town. And, uh, he was like, "Wow, okay, so you're you're really coaching." And throughout the whole the whole meeting, he kept interjecting and saying that. So you're really coaching <laughs> throughout the whole time. So he was just like, like "I just I can't." So, okay, okay. No, no, you guys aren't listening. <laughs> no, I'm asking, is she really coaching? That's where I'm she, trying to get to. She's talking. She has ideas, but okay, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's really coaching. coaching. <laughs> That's what this podcast will be named. Like it'll be a sub subtitle. Is she really coaching? Is she really coaching? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It's the name of it. That is it. But um, yeah, I, so I went into into the season, and I just had this idea and method that had never been done before. Not only just coming in as a female, first female. But coming in almost as a mother and a teacher to mm -hmm. all boys, whether I knew them or not. And I had this plan and, and a method of just not only training, but coaching that I wanted to affect each individual and, and make positive impact yeah. on them. And the first week was kind of weird because out of 22 boys, um, 13 of them would not call me coach. Really? Yeah. That's subliminal. Yeah. <laughs> like that's... And you think, you know, we're in this day and age now. Does that, you know, kind of mentality still yeah. exist? And it does. Pat Riley, like, is one of the top winning coach. Like, yeah. or what's her name? Oh, fine. Um, Pat's on. She was like the. She just retired not too long ago, and like well, the college basketball female coach, yeah. like the one the thousand. Yeah, right. Um, well, you know, it, coming in with that that feeling and that sense, it, it you could almost just see it for what it was, and it, and it's something that they're exposed to at home. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. there's almost that expression on their face where they. They, they know that what you're doing is good and, and what you're trying to instill and coach in them is is fun, is something that mm -hmm. is going to be enjoyable for them, but yet they have this expression on their face like, I was told, or... Oh, you know, yeah, like, like the, the they told me to say this. Like, right, yeah. so I'm just going to put on this friend. <clears throat> and by week two, I'll tell you what, it was like, okay... What do you want me to do? Like, you know, on the line, you know, suited up, dressed up, ready to go. Because on day one, I was like, I'm here. I respect each of you as an athlete. Each of you are an athlete. 
And some of them were like, I'm just made to mm, yeah. play because my mom and dad want me to. Yeah, coach, and, I'm just riding the bench this year. Right, <laughs> right. And I was like, no, I, I don't care if you play video games all day long or, or whatever it mm-hmm. is. If, if you hate football, whatever it is, you're an athlete. Mm-hmm. And being an athlete is respecting your coach, is respecting your teammates. Mm-hmm is believing that you have a job and each of you has a job for me and I believe in you and respect you the same way. So from day one, it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you <laughs> went in there. I kind of like that. Yeah. No, it was just like Maybe inspiration. Nice yeah. You went in there like Denzel. <laughs> going to change the way we play. going to change the way we hit. <laughs> I would have, I, yeah, I probably would have, like, my mind would have been like, okay, don't mess with the lady. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's how I am with adults and my friends, people that know me. I'm just, you know, I'm just that way. You know, I see you for how you are, I respect you, and I hope I can expect the same thing in return. Yeah. That's all I would ask. Um, no gray area. It, yeah. it is how it is. And, <clears throat> Um, you know, like I explained to the boys, it's going to be hard. You know, there's going to be moments where you just want to get back home. Um, but... Sorry. Drop something. Drop the phone. Um, so yeah, the first two weeks of conditioning and, and fitness training, all of that was, was great. And I was right in there doing it with them. And, oh, really? You were... That's more than I can say. Any of my, I think out of all of my coaches, probably the one that I feared. Well, there were two. The both cross country like coaches, the assistant like the assistant coach was an all American, and he still can like he still can run. Like he he scares the living like (laughs) like when we would start, he would wait. 20 30 minutes and yeah. catch up to us right. like like go, that's he's exactly <laughs> why i wanted to do it because my son had played previously two years before and that's all i would see is yeah. somebody barking at them and belittling them embarrassing them and not explaining why they were doing mm-hmm. it well why do i have to touch my nose to the grass when i'm doing push-ups yeah. how does that benefit me or how does that make me a better football player yeah, and there, you know, there's no answer there. So, you know, I don't, I didn't want to be that that coach that just said, you know, like when I first got my certification, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that person. Again, you have to make that connection and, and be involved with the person, invest in them as a human being. Yeah. Um, whether they're, you know, first grade or ninety years old. Yeah. You just have to have that compassion, and, and it worked for me. It was a successful season. Um, and if you look at it now, statistically, with professional football players, I mean, almost none of them played or were good in school. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And some of them, you know, hadn't, hadn't played for, for years and were just picked up. So the percentage-wise, I mean, and I think I was faced with that in the beginning as all these fathers coming to me and saying, well, he's going to play college and he's going to go pro and he's going to you know. <laughs> He's going to go pro at age eight. Exactly. <laughs> like, he's going to go pro. Right. You know, we see the talent in him. In You know, he's not doing it good in school, but, you know, we see talent in you him. Know, like, and it's just sort of that mentality and, and the actuality is, is the 
was kind of scary that you would set. Mm. Such high expectations so for a child. Yeah. That way, right? um, which is not bad. I mean, yeah, you should, you should believe in your child, but it's like that. Yeah. I, you know, and that's why I never really enjoyed the, the, what do they call the beauty pageants the the little teen like <laughs> like the little girls i'm like come on like yeah. let her just play with her pig like you know let her do what yeah and it's let yeah let her be and if she want it yeah and then there's the argument like oh she wanted this like she wanted this like well then pretend like gather up her friends and put a fake one on in the backyard like don't don't make it a real challenge. Like, you know, you're, you're setting them up for failure. Like, you know, that's, and then when you break them down, you wonder why they're, you know, have such bad habits or why they're not doing well mentally. You know, that's just, it, 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 all in all, it, it's not good for the, for the person development wise. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and that's true with, with any, and, you know, just seeing the person for who they are with, you mm -hmm. know, how can this benefit them? how I see it. Um, and so, yeah, football was fun. Um, the boys, I believe I was successful on the way that I, I came up with a plan to have them show for something at the end of the season. That was my main goal. And that's really whether, different, too. Right, whether it was me journaling that they hated it in the beginning mm -hmm. and on this date at this time and I would describe you know what had happened during that that game to bring back to memory to that individual mm -hmm. that I had marked this I had taken the time to show that you had improved mm -hmm. that you were joking and this is what you had said one of the kids um, specifically in the beginning said I was, I was forced to join football because um, well, actually, I was bribed, and I can get a new Xbox <laughs> at the end of the season. And my dad really wants me to play. He said, like, oh, man, he's going to hate this. Like, he's <laughs> going to not enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and, and there were times where I was really tested as mm -hmm. a coach because he was just like flat out lay down, like play dead. I'm not doing anything you're asking me. And yeah. there was a lot of days like that. But there were some days where he would come, and there was one day in general where he he wanted to give me a nickname. <laughs> Uh-oh. And he was talking about it for a couple days in the front and he said, well, we need to come up with a nickname. And I said, okay, well, fine. And um, he said, on the first day of practice, you asked me what kind of sandwiches I like. And I want to call you Coach Sandwich. I'm like, awesome. I'm Why coach, not? I'm coach sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. That's and from funny. That day on, it was Coach Sandwich, and I don't. What? He, he didn't remember any drill, any exercise, <laughs> any play, how to catch the ball, how to run most days, or how to just be a part of the whole thing. But he remembered that I asked him what kind of sandwich he liked. Okay, Coach Sandwich, it is. And he, in turn wanted to give me something for that. And uh -oh. so he wanted to nickname me. Yeah. And so 
<laughs> things like that. I mean, yeah. priceless. And things like that are, are something that that kid's going to take on for the rest of his life. Yeah. It shows some, like, there's a level of, like, creativity and, like, you know, because, like, when you do something so, like, competitive and sports-wise, and, like, to have the, you know, mental brain capacity to remember a specific moment like sandwich and then you go and make something out of it like that shows a leap and bounds that like most people wouldn't jump to or like make that sort of leap so I guess I could see like oh yeah this is like super creative and like he's gonna go down a different path rather than like some of the other kids who are like football like let's and again it, it came to that first board meeting I mean I knew in the beginning you know the the younger kids were you know they're just a hot mess. Like yeah. <laughs> they were just like trying to herd cats, you know. And and then that that age that age group that I that I coached it, it just spoke to me in a way that I, I felt really needed mm-hmm. in the age group that I could really affect some kid. Yeah. And I, and I learned those stories that I could relate to myself, where these boys were going home to nothing to, yeah. to really harsh conditions and things like that so um and the the blessings in all of that to know of those things and to that's what I do every day yeah and it's just it's fun it's fun it's um mind-blowing it's something do you do you wake up like every morning or like like i get to do something cool as fun as like this yeah like something i for me i wake up to you know like i get to this for me like this something new is a new design that i come up with in in my sleep or or coming here to like do printing or right. coming like you know meeting oh, someone yeah. new like you or oh, someone yeah. who's doing a brand and that is the level of like wow like i don't know what's like gonna happen but it it's exciting it is it is (laughs) nailed it Um, and and for me the 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 whole answer to experiencing that part of it is is finally realizing and understanding and respecting the connection with people Mm -hmm. um, rather than the title or the position you're given um you know, to me, I don't relate to perfection. I don't relate to those titles and mm-hmm. where you're set in life. It doesn't matter as long as you have a story and you can share that story yeah. and, and put it out. What what good is it if you keep it in? It's, it's not it's not very helpful. But the second or the moment that you give it out and you share it with someone, I mean, I, I could be saying something about my grandfather's calloused hands working in the corral and. Instantly, that affects four different people, and they're relating not only to themselves, but maybe their aunt that had surgery on her hand, and they had to help her, or you know, things like that. But it all spurs from you and putting it out there and, and being an example, and, and basically just holding people's hands and showing them how to do it. That's uh, yeah. Can't get much more like you know. I feel like you are one of those people that will always be helpful and, and, and you're, you're, 
the kind of person that like I want to be because you have a smile on your face. One, first off, two, you're not afraid to do something. Like you're not like I could never do the dance videos. I can't do <laughs> I can't do the workout in front of like because right yeah like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wanted to do something where you know we we do a workout <laughs> beforehand <laughs> and then we'll come back hopping and puffing. So uh, tell me about. Uh, <laughs> I'm letting you guys know. Don't ever go to a class. It's it's not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like it you are the kind of person that is a hands-on individual and i love that about someone like you because there are not a lot of people who are willing to coach the way you do whether it's football you know gym and just mentality wise it's it's something you know very much as a as a business owner and as another native and another person altogether it's something to look up to because i you know like you said it's there are uncomfortable moments. There are people that would, that, you know, you say that you don't like to be judged, but like, I don't, you know, I'm not ever going to be the guy who takes the photo, the selfie in the gym. Like, you know, there's, there's certain That's things. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the, where's the closest <laughs> gym? <laughs> you know, and I'm, I think to me that says a lot about someone like you, who's like, you know, always got a smile on her face, but is willing to do all the things it takes to show you it hands on and and you know be there with you and doing it with you because i'm not going to follow someone who's not doing it with me because they don't know what the struggle like they don't know how i feel they don't know how it feels to do certain things and when you have someone there with you doing it it yeah. feels better because yeah. you can relate hashtag the struggle is <laughs> the real. Struggle is real. <laughs> on record, on record yes really on is. record <laughs> i have said it guys <laughs> But you can't get through it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank you for that. Um, when people share things like that. Um, you must get, like, really, like, honestly, on an everyday, you must get, like, thank you, like, so many oh, times throughout the day. Like, it, it's really humbling, and I'm just like, either I'm just like, stop, come here, bring it in, sister, bring it in, brother, like, stop, because I'm in it. With you yeah, right exactly. I know what you're doing right now, and 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 it's to become better. Exactly. You're learning right yeah. now. I'm learning right now, and, and no matter where it is, whether we're in the gym or you know in an office meeting or whatever, it, everyone's mm-hmm. trying to move forward somehow, and just to be part of that. That's what it's yeah. All about. So that's how I see it, and you know, fitness and programming and, and programming plans and nutrition, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There has to be a system to it, but if you can't bring your own story, you can't bring that um, way to relate to people. They're not, That's all it is, yeah. just a system and, and nutrition and fitness mm-hmm. and movement. And trainers and motivators and, and people who have this passion and this energy in them, it, it's something that has to be exploited. It has to be raw. It has to mm-hmm. be. It has to be used. And, and for me, yeah. that spirit and that energy is a muscle. Is how I can describe yeah. it. And and I'm training that right now because not everybody wants to talk about themselves. For you're, we're going on now two hours. <laughs> you're, tra- you're training the feels. You're training. <laughs> you're training the feels. That that's how I see it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we're not. 
we're not equipped to do that, but everybody can do that. You know, grandma's sitting on the couch right now. Um, you know, the, the young children playing right now, whoever it may be, the, the young kid who's given up, whatever it may be, we all have that muscle, that spirit, that energy. Yeah. And sometimes we just, it, it's just like a muscle. I mean, it can become weak. It can become really strong and powerful and, and amazing and do amazing things. Or it can be in between and balance. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm treating <clears throat> I'm in balance, but I want to become better. I want to become stronger. I want to use my spirit and my energy to motivate and push and move forward in a way that allows somebody else the freedom to think they can do the same thing. Maybe that same first grader yeah. who was told they were dumb. Yeah. That same first grader, wherever they are, that mm. you have that spirit, you have that muscle, you can try it, you can use it just keep, yeah. keep going well I, I can't say much more than that but um, as we finish up right now I want you know tell the like I don't know if you have like a sign off or like first off I want you to tell people where they can find you like you know Instagram Facebook and then you know let them know what events if you are at any events coming up where they can contact you if they want to get a hold of you and then you know if you have like a last you know, favorite story, favorite, you know, person that you trained or something like that. Just end it off with that and then we'll, we'll call it a wrap and, you know, get you out of here. And, you know, okay. all right. Well, my favorite story is <laughs> I believe my favorite story is, is something I've, endured myself and, and was able to relate to, to others. Um, there was a time about 11, 12 years ago, I became heavily overweight. I was about 140, no, 245 pounds. And I, I got completely off course and I was just lost for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I remember waking up every day and, and being addicted to food. Mm -hmm. And I would go to Burger King drive-thru and I would always get the king size everything. Whoa! I the king size uh, croissant with the sausage, cheese, ah. and then I would get the king size Don't even start. I remember just the, the king <laughs> size root beer every single morning. Oh, and, no. And if I had anything that inflicted with that, I would be a royal... Oh you know, I no! Just, I, <laughs> the hangries, I like to call yeah, them. The hangries. Seriously. That's what I like to call them. <laughs> it, it was an addiction, and and for lunch I would order. Who remembers the Bigfoot pizzas from Pizza Hut? Oh, I do. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I only had. I've only had one of those though. I've uh, only had one. I've only had one. If I could, maybe <laughs> two to three times a week. Oh really? I would polish that sucker off. Oh my goodness! By myself. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk later. Yeah. After after this, we're gonna have a conversation <laughs> about what you can put away. Like exactly. And so, from there, just as a visual and illustration of my diet, that's that's what it was. And. And, and then a Diet Coke with that, that, that pizza. Oh, oh, I had no shit. I was like, shoot. Two liter of Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, 
yeah, so I, I continued to just live that way for a couple of years, and then it just became that every Monday or every Sunday night, I go to bed and say, okay, tomorrow's Monday. Monday I start. start yeah. Monday I start. Monday I start. Isn't that Monday weird? It's like Monday is like the start of everything, and it's just like, yeah. I know. And my favorite day of the week is actually Wednesday. So, because I've kind of trained myself to like other days. Yeah, and, okay. And it's not, it, it, usually I'm like that. And every class I teach is always different. There's, mm-hmm. I think that's why I've been a good following. I just never like to follow the, the same. norm or the system yeah. or the textbook. And so months and months would go by and finally I just started eating better. I started walking around the block mm-hmm. and then I started to walk, jog, walk, jog, mm-hmm. and then jog, walk, walk jog. jog. And and then I have little goals like I would sit down on the bed and cross my leg over and tie my shoelaces to the inside of my shoe. And so they were all laced towards the inside of my feet on the inside of my ankles and tied in the middle because my belly was in the way and I could only cross my leg over to, to tie my shoe that way. It's very painful. So that was my first goal, to be able to just lift my knee straight in front of my chest and tie my shoe oh, okay. yeah. no, directly no, down the middle. Ah. And have my shoelace knotted in the middle, not the inside of my That's a... So that was my goal. I, I still, like, I'm horrible at stretching, and I, I need to do that. Like, that's... That whole thing. Yeah. So it, it wasn't to fit into bikini, and it wasn't to... You so know, you weren't looking at the, like, no, no you were like, let's like, let's chop this yeah. down to, like, yeah, okay. And, and, and from that... After I accomplished that goal, the next goal was to get into the vehicle and, and to put on my seatbelt without it hurting as it cut into my belly. Huh? I, had a, I had a mean haunch. <laughs> <laughs> just right there. Just right there. there just yeah. hanging out with me all the time. And, and, I wanted, and it was painful. And, and I just, I didn't want that to hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that was my second goal. And I reached both goals after about a year and a half. Nice. And, and then, um, Look at you. Yeah. And then from then on, it was just, um, it was, it was just to feel better. And so I continued that way, and, and um, then I got a gym membership, and and this is the first gym where I got certified, and um, I went to a health fair, and the gym owner said we need instructors when you start teaching and I was in that phase where I was like okay I'm doing group fitness now but I'm the girl that comes in and sets up in the back and just stares at the clock until the clock until the class is over <laughs> yeah and I was like why is she approaching me like there's no way yeah and and she said no you've been coming and you have a great attitude and and we want we want you to be one of our instructors and I was just like closed up like don't make eye contact with me don't talk to me like don't look at me and I was just like just, and I was like what is she talking about who me and I couldn't let it go and so finally I started talking to my instructor mm-hmm. and I said how did you start and 
what inspired you and all of that. And so I just couldn't let it go and finally started looking up different certifications and started applying myself and learning more about it. And then it became exciting. It was the first time I sat in front of a, a textbook and, and wanted to flip the page and flip the page again <laughs> and, and keep going and keep learning. And, that's pretty cool. Because it meant something to me, and, and it was the first time I got ex- excited about education and, and things like that. See, that's, to me, like, that's that's the coolest, like, aha moment. Like, yeah. you, where you're like, I could do this, and right. that, you know, never in a million years did I think any of, like, what we're doing now. It's like, I went to school for something like architecture, and, like, I went to school to be in the corporate world and be... Yeah the guy who like you know files the tpt like you know just like a cubicle desk kind of like you know almost kind of like just not doing really anything and you know i i had some interest i had some creativity and then i kind of just like my brother got involved and you know other things Mm -hmm. happen and i'm just like i look back i'm like how like i went to school for six years and then i ended up here i'm like like it blows my mind like you go from one end of the spectrum to yeah. the other real end of the spectrum you're like huh that's yeah. weird <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah completely that was my aha moment so from there it was just seatbelt like fitting anything. fitting nice oh, and yeah, yeah just like real no more burger king and you know everyone has that person inside of them, that spirit, that energy, like I said, and, and I was just paying more attention to it and, and taking care of it. And um, so I would encourage everyone, if, if you have that situation or that thing that's holding you back and you're thinking about it right now, you know, you, you just have to believe in yourself and, and allow yourself the freedom to trust. And yeah. to take on whatever it is that's going to make me better. Yeah. And, and so that's what I did. I just trusted in myself, and, and it was a gut feeling, and, and it was something that I'll, I'll never forget. And I'm glad I put the work in, and I'm glad that um, I'm here right now sharing my that's, experience. With, that's what we're all about here. Yeah. And, and I'm really glad, you know, again, thank you so much for coming here and dealing with everything. And is um you know you have a wonderful beautiful story and a wonderful family and you 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 know you've come a long way and i think everyone needs to know that sort of thing because at the end of the day like you said we all have something that kind of is inside of us that says keep going and to hear that from someone else saying that you you know have to keep going you know that's so i hope you know if we get one thing out of this is that one person will listen to this and say you know I can do it I can change my life around because she did it or you know they're telling me that I can do it and I'm gonna go do it and so you know I really appreciate you coming by and and hanging out with us and you know I I, you know I'm excited like I really want to go to one of your classes now yeah no you're more than welcome to be like hey guys this is uh <laughs> let's let's make him cry. <laughs> I can yeah, that's I would come in with the spandex 80s jumpsuit and just I would do it. I would I would do it, yeah.